Welcome back to the Strategic Imagination Sandbox, hosted by Learning Forte. Again, I'm Greg Klimovitz, Head of Leadership Development and Lead Convener for the Strategic Imagination Sandbox. We return for the final portion of Episode 7 with Stacey Williams-Duncan and our guests Haley Banky and Alicia Hager. The concluding chapter of each episode hinges on assessment and evaluation of our work in leadership. Alicia and Haley, thanks for sharing with us some of your personal integrations and learnings in leading. And while it is well and good to talk about communicating with clarity for collaboration and sustained energy, especially for the sake of collaboration in your vocation, how do you know it's working? In other words, how have you incorporated uh, assessment in your work as a leader? Like great, great word and question. Um, you should always be evaluating if you're having the impact you're hoping to have. Um, from the very get-go of gathering of leaders, every time we have an in-person event, uh, which has been the crux of how we've grown the networks, uh, we actually carve out 20 to 30 minutes at the event itself for people to fill out the post-event survey. Um, how many of y'all have sent a survey monkey to analyze a project and you hope to get 90% feedback and you get five. Um, we find that if you give them coffee and a snack break and put the paper in front of them, they're going to fill it out. Uh, and, and we look and read every single one of those. But then as, as GOL has morphed over the years to not just be those in-person events, uh, Alicia talked about focus groups talking to people. Um, Greg, Stacy, when we first engaged Learning Forte, there were so many focus groups and dialogues and conversations for the network to hear not just what we're doing, but what we're not doing well. You have to be willing to look at what you're not doing well. Um, and then carving out space in your day as a leader to do some self-reflection and self-eval. Um, I call them the whispers in my ear. If I'm feeling something, I've got to give myself space to stop and think and try and listen to what that something is. Cause it's usually intuition trying to highlight where I've messed up. Uh, it tends to be where I messed up, but it's also something I'm not noticing, but on the periphery, I've got to look at. So your own intuition can be a good uh, impact marker as well. A really great learning for me, just with the year I've spent with Gathering the Leaders, is the like the non-personal nature of feedback. That's how we function. No one's commenting on your hair or your personality, or like maybe you have a lisp. I don't know. Nobody's commenting on you personally. And so it's been really great to step back and to look at all of the ways that we're doing feedback and focus groups, even among staff with each other. And to realize that really our the objective is at the core of it. Like the welfare of the city is at the core of what we're doing. And so all of this feedback is so necessary and it's never personal. And that's been a really great realization for me and made me so much less afraid of feedback. I'm not afraid of it anymore because I really understand now that it's really not personal. I, I think that one of the things that allows it not to be personal is that what I know about Gathering of Leaders is that you identify how you're going to do it and you set it up in advance. And so if you start from the very beginning to say, this is how I'm going to get my feedback. This is how I'm going to get feedback. Then you know, it's coming. 
And I think that that's so intentional. And I think, you know, sometimes in the church and in nonprofits, we use language like evaluations or survey feedback or focus groups. And we seem to forget that one of the key descriptors of those and that is required to do those is intentionality in advance. You don't have the event and then decide how you're going to get feedback. You know that from the beginning going in. And it goes back to what Alicia said. I believe it was in the first part of this episode about the purposeful posture. Uh, and that in, that is to be integrated in your preparation for feedback. Parenthetical statement, Nia, I know you're loving me using all these P words uh, for your audio editing purposes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I'm wondering if you could dive in here a little bit. I mean, we've talked a lot about how having those clear objectives allows you to keep the feedback from being about you as person, but about the, the feedback being about your shared work as collaborators and leaders. I'm wondering if you can share a story on both ends. When have you planned for feedback and assessment and it went well? And maybe when have you not planned for feedback and assessment and what happened? So one of the very first things, uh, oh my gosh, almost seven years ago when I started gathering of leaders, it was the first time I'd done anything on the on a wider level than a parish, um, and I knew that I needed to have feedback from the network on what is GOL. I'd never been to one. I only knew my priest was a part of it, um, and so I worked with our board to very intentionally set up an all gathering survey and sent out for qualitative and quantitative analysis of the different aspects uh, from the demographics of who's in the network to how do they see the in-person events and what works and what doesn't to what might they want on the horizon. Um, and I think it actually incorporated both sides of that question because we very clearly saw where our strengths were, very clearly. Um, it was one of the only places in the Episcopal church where that hope filled conversation really came to the forefront, but it really highlighted uh, what I wasn't expecting, which was gathering of leaders at that time was a white meal, white male Southern organization that had a lot of alcohol. Uh, and that's something that we had to own really, really own that's from our birth. That's from the original inception of, of how gathering of leaders came about. And so that was a little gut check for leadership. And since then we've had to do some really intentional uh, conversations around recruitment into uh, women, into people of color, into all these different um, places that weren't finding a home with us because our style wasn't right. And so that has strengthened the network. Um, also addressing social hours. And that's a huge problem in the Episcopal Church. And to have now really open and inviting mocktail options, things like that. Um, so we had one thing, one event, one survey that both strengthened us and humbled us. Uh, and you have to be willing to look at both sides of any analysis uh, when you're doing them. 
And I think a lot of times when you don't ask for feedback, um, for whatever reason, intentionally or unintentionally, you get the feedback anyway, but the feedback doesn't always come in ways that are as helpful, um, or ways that are as constructive. You know, I think of like the receiving line at church. I didn't, I'm not specifically standing there asking for your feedback after church, but I get it anyway, right? whether it's constructive or not. And so it's, I think it is a really, it's a strength of ours to go into everything with a plan already for the kind of feedback that we're going to solicit and how we're going to do that, because we understand that feedback is really important. And the preparation for that, that kind of feedback work, we have to be clear is also collaborative. Yeah. Like you, you can't just come up with it on your own. You should come up with a plan for feedback alongside the very team that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So a final word of encouragement to our listeners and leaders is is where we like to wrap up each episode. And so wondering what is literally, what is one word or phrase you would offer to those who are listening into this episode, a sort of blessing or benediction, if you will? I want everyone listening to remember they're not in this alone. Mm. Period. And I want all of y'all to know that there is so much hope. And if you are caught in a place or a group of people that's telling you that the church is dying and everybody is wringing their hands and they're so upset about it, you don't have to be part of that feedback loop forever. You, There are places that are so hopeful because there is really so much hope. Well, thanks for the words that you have shared with us, Haley and Alicia, and as always, Stacy, thank you for the gift of your vocations and your collaborative leadership. So grateful to know both of you and the work that you're doing that is certainly moving our shared objective of pursuing the common good forward. So thank you for all of that. And uh, we're looking forward to, to ongoing interactions. Thanks for having us. This isn't the last you've heard of us. 